if, and I'm not going to try to scare anybody here, it's a hypothetical, what if the Penguins come back this fall with the same two goaltenders? Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins comes your way bright and early every weekday morning. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Pirates right where you found this. It's not inconceivable that Ron Hextall will just return to the coming training camp with the same goaltenders, with Tristan Jari and Casey DeSmith. It didn't escape my attention, and it shouldn't have escaped yours, that at Hextall's end-of-season press conference, when he was asked about Jari, he also brought up DeSmith. No one had asked about DeSmith, who, by the way, is also under contract, just like Jari is. Hextall didn't have to bring him up at all, but he did. And he pointed out, correctly I should add, that for a couple months there, the Penguins had the number one goaltending tandem in the league as measured by save percentage. That's how good not only Jari was, but also DeSmith. So was he setting himself up for making sure that he doesn't devalue someone he wants to trade at some point? Maybe that's the thinking. Maybe, maybe he's not bluffing. Maybe all of the Penguins are not bluffing when they say that they believe in Jari in particular. That's what this is about. DeSmith is pretty much cast, fairly or not, as an NHL backup. He can come in and get you a few games, but eventually the, the shine is going to wear off, and that's that. Not the biggest dude, not anything he can do something about, and that's probably going to be his role, not just here in Pittsburgh, but wherever it is that he might go on the NHL tour along the way. And good for him. I mean, he has overachieved by throughout his career. This is about Jari. This is about Jari's future in Pittsburgh. And it's going to take some doing on multiple fronts for this team to be able to proceed with this goaltender. And you know what else? That might also be true in the reverse. Think about it from Jari's perspective. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by Fubo TV. The cost of cable is 200 bucks a month. With Fubo TV, it's just 65 bucks a month, and you watch all the same channels, including AT&T, Sportsnet, Pittsburgh. All the sports stuff is on there. I have this myself. It's actually awesome. Fubo TV is offering our listeners of this show a seven-day free trial and 15% off your first month. For real, by going to FuboTV.com slash DK. 
There's no contracts, no catch, cancel at any time. Once again, free trial and 15% off your first month by going to FuboTV.com slash DK. Jari comes across at times as being aloof. I don't think he's that. I just don't think he's bothered by much. I, I think that's different. Aloof can mean like, you know, you're living in your own world or whatever. I just don't think much phases him. And I think that might be part of the reason that uh, whether it's fans or even people on the inside, they kind of see him as being, you know, whatever. If it doesn't bother him, it's not going to bother me. And that can be a good thing. That can be a positive trait for someone at that position to have short memory and all that other stuff. But look, if you're a goaltender, you want to know, not to wonder, but to know that the 18 skaters giving it everything they've got in front of you trust you, that they believe in you. And don't tell me that that's not going to go through his head. Don't tell me that that can be wiped away with some, I don't know, strong training camp or preseason or even a great start to the regular season. Because even if all that happens, if Jari somehow takes the two months that he and DeSmith put together this past season, the shortened schedule, and turns it into some 82-game masterpiece like they win the Jennings trophy lowest goals against I'm being ridiculous here the Penguins aren't that kind of team but you get the idea even if all that happens picture the full month leading up to playoffs picture the kind of questions that annoying people like me are gonna have to ask not to be annoying just because it's our job of Jari. Yeah, Tristan, you know, it's great how you've played here, but what's your mindset now as the playoffs are approaching? That's the kind of thing he'll get. And I, I can do a Jari impersonation, but I'm not going to. And he can just say something like, you know, well, you know, I'm not really thinking about it. I'm just thinking about my next save. It's a shame you're not getting my Jari impersonation. I'm actually pretty good at it. I'm just not going to do that because it sounds mean. He's he's going to get bombarded with this stuff. He's going to get it everywhere that he goes. And his teammates are going to get it. Yeah, this is all great what you've seen from Tristan and how he's bounced back and everything, but, you know, is it anywhere in the back of your mind what happened last year in the playoffs? And I know this because we lived it. We lived it, all of us, a few years ago with Marc-Andre Fleury. Flower would play great at times in the regular season, but we'd all be saying, yeah, Flower, but, you know, you remember remember how things went last year and Thomas Vokun had to come in and save your rear end and everything else, and all this stuff would come back up again. Now, Flower, to his infinite credit, found a way to not just skate through it, but to barrel through it, really. I don't know that 
this is a similar situation, if only because I have no reason to believe that Tristan Jari's the same level of goaltender that Marc-Andre Fleury's ever been. You know, Flower was a number one overall pick, the first one ever at his position. Why? Because he had amazing athletic ability. Jari's a pretty good athlete, too, and he can do a lot of things, but he's not Flower. So this isn't a, a comparable situation in saying, well, you know, one guy did it and this guy can do it, too. No, we don't know that. We don't know that. So he's going to have his questions. And the team, of course, will have questions. His teammates might be thinking, man, you know, if we can just kind of carry him through games one and two, and then they'd stay back and be a little bit more defensive and not be who they're supposed to be in terms of a 200-foot attacking the puck team. And that could dig them a hole. What if you're Mike Sullivan? Hmm? How about that view? When you see a bad goal or a couple of bad goals in the first period of game one, how quick, how quick are you with that hook? How quick are you with the casting glances over toward DeSmith down at the end of the bench? You know, the make sure you're getting ready here mentally, son. Those glances. And what if those are picked up? Never mind by Jari, but the skaters or, or anybody. It's, I don't know how they can do it. If you thought I had an answer to this, entering this episode, I'm, I'm sorry to disappoint you. I don't see how it can be done. I do see a way that you can bring in another goaltender. An experienced goaltender, someone who's had at least some playoff or big game success that you have either as a safety valve or as someone who just walks in and takes the job. You know, I keep citing Jonathan Quick, and I don't mean to do that because he's not going to be the only goaltender who's available, to say the least. It's an expansion draft year, and tons of guys are going to be out there. But, but, this is a guy who, like Jeff Carter, his longtime teammate in Los Angeles, always played his best in the biggest games and he can find a second life in Pittsburgh and I'm just going to start walking around with Jonathan Quick for goaltender signs I guess at this point when we come back just one question time for just one question and that's brought to you always on this program by the greater pittsburgh community food bank where for a brief time your contributions result in double the food being made available to those in need across western pennsylvania usually it's one dollar gets five meals now it's one dollar gets ten meals because of a matching donor who's taking care of the rest. So now is a great time to feel doubly good 
about contributing to the food bank, you can do that at pittsburghfoodbank.org. I'm going to give you the address again. It's pittsburghfoodbank, spell all of that out, dot org. And today's question comes from J.K., who asks, is there any way the Penguins can use the cap relief of Malkin being on LTIR the way the Bolts used Nikita Kucherov? That could, in theory, allow the Penguins to go big game hunting in free agency. No. Uh, The answer to that is a no on multiple levels. For one, and this is the biggest one, the NHL is not going to put up with what the Lightning did to circumvent the cap, and they're going to close that loophole, something fierce. Secondly, even if they didn't, um, the scenario you're describing there wouldn't work. What the Lightning did, for anybody who isn't familiar with it, is that they had Kucherov and Steven Stamkos both on LTIR, long-term injured reserve, and kept them there for an awfully long time, right up until the regular season ended, and then magically they were both healthy and completely ready to go for game one of the playoffs. Why would you do that? Well, the salary cap only counts for some strange reason in the NHL, in the regular season, in the playoffs, there's no cap. So while Kucherov and Stamkos were out, and Kucherov was out for months, the Lightning went out and signed, or traded for, other players, expensive players, that they never would have been able to put under the cap. Those players stayed on the roster, and Kucherov and Stamkos stayed on the outside, and waited for the playoffs. The playoffs show up, and the Lightning, if anybody was counting the cap today, would be $18 million over it. And they've had to face some questions about that. Julien Brisebois, their general manager, was peppered with them over the weekend at the NHL's semifinal press conferences. And got really defensive there for a while, was giving some long, passionate answers about, oh, this just this is how it worked out. I mean, nobody's buying it. Now, th- look, I'm not here to blast the bolts. They did stay within the rules, okay? They figured out ways to beat the rules. We see that across sports. That's why the leagues have to push back and make sure that they close up loopholes like this. But the reason what you're saying wouldn't work regardless is that Malkin's going to be on LTIR in all likelihood to start the season. I mean, we don't even know that. We just know he's supposed to miss training camp. We'll see how far that extends into the regular season and games. But however much he misses, if it's on LTIR, you can pay someone, you know, to fill the cap for those however many games, but it's not going to make any difference for you by the playoffs because Malkin's going to be back before long. So you're not going to keep Malkin out all regular season to do a cap trick. Um, That's way crazy. And by the way, can you imagine the outcry? (laughs) 
I mean, if this is bad enough for the Bolts, imagine the Penguins doing it, and the Penguins doing it with Malkin, of all people. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.